Yo, stick this podcast episode three hundred forty-two. No George, just Greg today. Uh, you know, hey, if you hear my voice and you're like, "Oh my God, not just Greg today, man," go ahead and close your app, man, because this is all we got today, man. Uh, George isn't feeling good, and I had a couple people counsel on me. One just counseled on me about twenty minutes ago, so. Uh, appreciate everybody who like, subscribe, share this podcast. You know, like I said, man, uh, you know, people already hitting me up looking for the episode this week and I appreciate it all. Oh, also, I appreciate those who reached out to me and said that the audio last week didn't sound really good. Um, it was either really distorted or too loud. And, you know, we try to, you know, the, the thing about this podcast is like all of us are actually friends. You know what I mean? Um, with that being said, with all of us being actual friends, um, you know, we, we get animated. We, we talk a certain way. We, you know, we act, you know, how we are on the podcast is how we are with each other. So we get loud. We scream. We yell. Um, and, you know, also, you know, uh, the previous studio that we were at, you know, when we were doing the podcast, it's an actual recording studio. So they have top-tier equipment. Uh, the place that we're recording now, beautiful. Looks nice. Snacks, drinks, all of the above. Um, but they had an extra room and they thought, wow, you know, in order to generate more money, we should make it to a podcast room. They didn't buy the best of equipment. So, you know, the microphones and things like that, that they have, they're not, you know, up to that par of that crisp, clear sound that you would like to hear from a podcast. And also, you know, with that being said, us being loud and animated as we are, you know, I know that could be, uh, you know, a little bit hard on the listeners, especially driving in the car and you don't want to have to turn your volume up and down whenever we're talking about specific things. I know that could be annoying. Also, sometimes it sounds different in headphones versus in your car versus on your computer versus on your TV. So I'm trying to be self-conscious in that. You know, like I said, man, if you love anything that you're doing, you invest in yourself. So this right here is a brand new microphone. This is a more podcast, um, a podcast appropriate microphone. Um, hopefully, you know, I'm sounding pretty good. I already checked through the headphones and everything. I don't want to wear the headphones throughout the podcast. I just doesn't feel like it today. So hopefully everything is coming out as good. Um, hopefully you guys are listening to the smooth sounds of Greg on the Sneak This Podcast. Um, but today I am doing two top lists today. Is that two, two top lists today? I am doing, oh, and let me go back. So... You know, it just things like that slipped my mind. And also, since we're not doing the podcast, we switched the podcast format to every other week. Sometimes we do consistent weeks, but typically right now it's every other week. Um, it completely f- forgot, you know, even for holidays. You know, I, I'm pretty right up on it. I'm pretty on it when it comes to Halloween and Christmas with the graphics on the screen and stuff like that. But all the in-between holidays, 4th of July and all that stuff, that just doesn't cross my mind. But, you know, when it comes to sneakers, you know specific days and you know i believe every year you know we've always done a kobe episode you know when it falls in that week or on that day of 824 and we didn't do one this year and it completely slipped my mind and i'm like oh man that's whack so i am doing top 11 kobe colorways from each model in chronological order i hope that makes sense so I'm going to go from 1 through 11. I'm not doing the AD versions, you know, Kobe 12, but Kobe AD. I'm not doing that because he didn't wear those and play in those. So what I'm going to do is, is like the best colorway in the Kobe 1, the best colorway in the Kobe 2, the best colorway in the Kobe 3, on 
so on to 11, all right? And this is to me. And now some of these are to me the best colorways, and some of these are just my favorite colorways. Some of these um, aren't my are the best colorways, and I have a different one that's my favorite colorway. You, you get what I'm saying. And then, you know, also I'm doing a top five things that need to happen in sneakers before it's too late, if that makes sense. Something triggered that um, this past weekend, and uh, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but there's a reason why I'm going to do that. So um, uh, pickups, uh, pickups, pickups, pickups. Did we do a podcast last week? We didn't do a podcast last week. So I did get the unions. Um, you know, you know, they just shipped today, you know, um, they did the drop on August 24th and it is the, oh, and let me warn you guys, my allergies are super duper bad. So if I have a sneezing fit, I mean, just bear with me, please. I'm, I'm not under the weather, but I'm not feeling right. I'm assuming it's allergies and I'm hoping it's allergies, but please, please bear with me. If I start sneezing uncontrollably, I'll try my best to keep the mic out of it. And I'll try my best to keep a track of where I sneeze and stuff like that. So I can edit it out. But Hey, man, just enjoy your week and listen to the podcast. Um, but I grabbed the Union ones off the Union website. Easy process. I mean, once I got into the queue, it said I had four minutes. Now, I didn't know how many pairs they had. According to the homie, shout out to the homie who let me know that there are tons and tons of pairs out there. I felt confident in that four minutes. I don't think I ever jumped in a queue under double digits in years. So I jumped in that queue under four minutes, got to the checkout, checked my sneakers out and everything. Now, look, let me explain something to you, Okay. I understand shipping is high. I understand shipping is expensive. I get it. But what comes with shipping is the amount of time, you know, based on the price. Okay. $25 for shipping is insane. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that that is not the price from shipping from Los Angeles. And actually, I don't even know if the sneakers are coming from Los Angeles, but Union is Los Angeles based. So I'm assuming they're coming from a Los Angeles distribution warehouse or the store itself. I don't know. But $25 shipping from California to Arizona, that might be more of a UPS, FedEx, United States Postal Service issue. But I know that price point means between three to five days. Okay. Now, to me, hey man, you got two days to get my stuff on a vehicle, something smoking, all right, to, to my, to my, doorstep you know today it switched from order place to um and i don't even want to say shipped to like the 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 label's been printed out so which means they might have printed the label out but they still may not mail it until god knows when 25 dollars waiting almost three weeks and especially it sucks especially when sneakers release theirs after your drop and everybody already got their pairs like and the shipping is free on sneakers you know what i mean and if you don't like them you can return them 
I can't return these to union. You know what I mean? I don't think union is going to accept returns, but I also don't have a union locally. So I, I highly doubt, you know, that's understandable. And I apologize, too, for for s- sniffling on the podcast. Like, I'm trying not to as much as I can, but like I said, my allergies are going stupid. Um, I also picked up the, um, actually, I have two unboxings. Um, so I brought them here with me today. I wasn't going to open them today because I was like, yeah, I'm by myself. Typically, if I opened up a pair of sneakers, I'd be in the closet at the house right now opening those up and showing something. That's typically what I do when I do a solo episode. But I still brought them. I think it just threw me off the cancellations that we had. I had one person that was going to come, and he canceled. And he canceled a couple of days ago. But then I asked another person who's always been asking to come on the podcast. And then haven't heard from him. And then I text him like 30 minutes before the pod starts. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I forgot to message you. I'm not going to be able to make it. Hey man, I know you're listening right now. Don't do that. Okay. Don't don't do that. Like, I'll never invite anybody back if you cancel. Actually, if you don't notify me when you cancel, because I could have been sitting here waiting the entire time. I could have waited past the time. It's just courtesy, man. It's just a simple courtesy thing. But you know, shout out to him, man. That's the homie. Hey man. No disrespect, but just just watch it. So I do have two pickups. Um one from Nike, and then the other is a the uh, Mac Attack. Well, the Nike Attack. I don't know why they can't call it the Mac Attack anymore, but it's the Nike Attack uh, from Social Status. So I'm going to go ahead and grab those real quick, open those. Try to have those prepared. All right, so... Um, this one right here is a women's release. Um, for those who listen to this podcast, you know, I love Cortez's. I do. I love Cortez sneakers. My son's name is Cortez. Um, that's not why his name is Cortez. But I do love Cortez's. This is a women's release. These are the sulfur yellow pairs that released on sneakers. Now, look. I think it's time for Nike to change up the box. I, I really do. This was fine for a little while, but this is getting really played out. I mean, it, it, there are certain sneakers. And, you know, hey, Nike has been really good lately at, you know, the special boxes and things like that for certain releases. But I think it's time for a new general release box. It really is. Um, so I grabbed these. Um Maybe to some, it's an obvious reason why, um, maybe some not, but uh, Kill Bill vibes, you know, these are, these are just, that's exactly what I get from these, you know, for those who follow us on Instagram, for those who've known me for a really long time, you know, the Kill Bill ASIC gel or ASIC saga, I don't think it's a gel saga, maybe it is gel saga. Um, Kill Bills is one of my favorite sneakers of all time. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite Asics of all time. And that Kill Bill sneaker, even though it's yellow and black, it just happens to go with everything. And if you're familiar with the movie Kill Bill, you know, she wore the Asics Tigers. I forgot what the official name is, but, you know, you see them every once in a while. I always see them on uh, Urban Outfitters and stuff like that. But it's a classic Asics sneaker. Osaka Tigers? I can't remember. Somebody will correct me who listens to this podcast, and I always appreciate that knowledge on it. But I felt like these were a pair not to pass on. Um, shout out to the homie, sneak, the homie Sneaker Grandpa. He sold me a second pair of ASIC 
Kill Bills probably about two, three months ago. I had to. You have to jump on on those. It's a half size up bigger than the size that I wear, but it's such a rare sneaker um, that you don't see every day, and it, it's it's a classic to me. But I got the same vibe with these, you know, and I feel like I don't know why these were just a women's release. It seems like all the Cortezes, Nike Cortezes lately have been all women's releases. I have no idea why. Some fire colorways, dope, but I don't know why. And I don't know if this sold out or um, I don't know if just men's sizes sold out. I don't know. But this is an 11, which is a nine and a half in men's, which is what I wear. And I wasn't going to pass on this. Stuff. I feel like this is one of those ones that like. Cats are going to be like, man, I should have copped them joints. I do feel like that. You don't hear that often with a Cortez, but it's something about these that I feel like people are missed. They missed out on these. And and by, and by miss out, I mean that, you know, it either didn't have their size or if they did have their size and they're like, nah, it's a Cortez. Cortezes don't get enough respect to me. Now, that could be from I'm from California, but hey. Uh, so second one that I got social status, um, Nike attack SP Mac attack. Um, and so let me talk about this for a second, right? Dope box. I like the box. See, this right here is a nice box. Now it's really a cheap flimsy box, but I appreciate the additional graphics and stickers and paint and things they do have on it. I appreciate it being a special box and a regular size. Special boxes are dope, but when the special box is gigantic and it doesn't fit perfectly with all your other sneakers, you got to make a special section of special boxes, it sucks uh, to me, all right? It's just a hassle to me, and, you know, I end up stacking special boxes this way at angles and things like that. I'd like to be able to have a special, regular, generally sized box that I could just into the other ones, all right? But... The Mac attacks, right? So we talked about the Mac attacks a lot on this podcast. And then, you know, the OG version that came out first, the gray, the black, the white pair. Um, and shout out to Manor for giving me those pairs. Give me that pair. Um, I love them in hand. I am not a fan of gray sneakers unless it's on a New Balance. I am not a fan of cool gray 11s. I actually hate them. Um... You know, there's a couple 12s, Jordan 12s that I was okay with, Flint Gray 12s. And I mean the Flint OG Flint Gray 12s, not where the main part of the shoe was gray. You know what I'm talking about if you've been in the game for long enough. Um, and on foot, the OG just didn't do it for me. And it could have been the leather as well. But I said, when they come out with a suede pair, I got to jump on the suede pair first just to see those. And the Mac Attack, I could tell the Mac Attack isn't doing exactly what Nike or even others anticipated doing. The, the, the insertion of Travis with the Mac Attack, he has his own version of the OG coming out with basically the same as the OG with the swoosh backwards and I think Cactus Jack on the back or something like that, you know. Um whatever i mean even in certain inserting uh travis with john mackerel in the advertisement and social media posts etc just for the og i just didn't get it i don't understand how you can have mac and roll and they're not called mac attacks anymore now maybe they don't own the word mac i don't know you've seen that a lot with nike and you've seen that with other um 
with other companies. You know, there's specific reasons why they may change the name to something. You've seen the Kamikaze Reebok go to uh, Horikaze, you know, or whatever it is. You know, the, the I think the Kamikaze missile is something that was bad to Japan or something. I don't know. I don't want to misquote anything, and I don't want to make up any information. But, you know, you'll see to where I think a lot of these names or sayings either Nike didn't own at the time or somebody trademarked them now and they can't use them. I don't know. But if McEnroe was involved, I just thought they'd be Mac, Mac Attack. So um, I had to go ahead and grab these because, like I said, I said as soon as they drop a suede pair in a different material than the leather, I'm going to jump on it. So let me go ahead and put my drink down real quick. So, um, you know, comes with a nice bag, sort of like a grocery-style type bag. Um, you know, something that I'll never use. Um I mean, the bag is thin. I mean, it may be able to hold some homework or something if I was in school, but this bag ain't holding nothing. Maybe, a, you know, three apples or something from the grocery store. Um, but, you know, cool paper. Um, you know, I will tell you, though, with a suede sneaker, when I saw the paper, I said, Ugh! because I did not want the ink from the paper getting on the sneakers, okay? Like, you have to be careful with these special type of papers and stuff like that because they will transfer to some of your sneakers. I have some sneakers in my closet that have been sitting there for a really long time. Oh, what is this calling me? I have some sneakers that, oh, you know what? It's my wife and kids. Let's see what they want. Uh, yeah. What? Oh, my bad. Right, you look pretty. Okay. Well, I wasn't planning on it, but okay, bye. Sorry, that was the missus. Uh, she wasn't calling me; she was actually calling our son. So, um, but you have to be careful with these because I have a lot of. Uh, like I said, sneakers that have been sitting in the closet for a long time. And if you don't keep an eye on some of those special papers you have, they will transfer ink to them. So, um, here's the shoe. Um, so it, it, I, I like this. I like it a lot. Um, and this is like right more up my alley of what I want. The gray one is fine. The OG is fine. Obviously, you have to respect the OGs. Anything OG related, I, I always, I'm always for it. You know, it's something that you keep in your collection or, you know, whatnot. But um, I had to get a suede pair because it just spoke louder to me. Um, I appreciate a gum bottom. Look, gum bottom to me is one of the most overrated things when it comes to sneakers. I'm not saying that it's whack, but, like, there are some people that live and die by gum bottom. You know? And it's mainly George that lives and by, die by gum bottom on this podcast. But, like I said, a gum bottom is nicely appreciated. And with the Mac Attack, it's very thin. It's a very thin gum bottom. It's not majority of the shoe, and it doesn't make or break the shoe. Um, now, this is a different type of suede. So, it's like a cracked suede. I think Andy grabbed a pair of two as well. Oh, and you know I love a good vintage mensole. I love that. I don't care what anybody says. Some people say, oh, it looks like someone peed on it. It's yellow. Why would you want your shoes to look old? Let me tell you something. It, it, I, I am old. I like that classic look. That classic look to me, something you used to try to avoid with your sneakers, your sneakers turning yellow and stuff. But guess what? Grow up. 
Um, it has the satin green, satin green in the back, satin. And um, obviously, if you've seen these online, if you've been following this, oh, sorry, let me show the laces real quick. So the laces come in a nice little box. Looks like a, it's my first time pulling the laces out, like a bubble gum box. Um, it comes with the white laces with the, uh, I think these have orange tips. No, white laces with the green tips. And I think in the box are off-white lace. What the? Oh, man, come on, fam. See, I'm supposed to have, I'm supposed to have an off-white pair of laces and an orange pair of laces. They gave me two pair of orange laces. Aye, aye, aye. Now I got to message them and see if I could get my off-white pair of laces. Unless I'm just unaware of something or a reason why. Wait, let me check the other shoe box, actually. Maybe they're in the other, the other box. But nice little box of laces come in a bubblegum box. And like I said, if you've been following um, on social media or seen these online before, this green suede you can cut off and underneath is orange. So it's a green-orange thing. You can leave the outline of the swoosh, take that middle satin part out, cut it out and whatnot. But let me go ahead and check this other pair to see if I got, got the sale laces in them. Because the sale laces... Was, is the pair that I'm going to change them to, you know. I'm not a fan of orange. Okay, all right, come on. There's another box in here. All right, another box in here, two sets of laces. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There we go. We got the off-white color laces, the 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 vintage-looking laces. These joints right here, these are the ones that are going to go into my sneakers, all right. So you get actually one set of white. Oh, Oh, two laces. So, two laces. So, off-white in this box and then orange in the other box. I thought it was like, anyways, I thought it was like four laces. Whatever. All right, but these right here, fire. If you are thinking, of these right here, as of right now, are the best Mac attack out. The OG is the OG. You know, let's not get it twisted. But this is the best Mac attack out. There's like two other colorways of the Mac attack out right now. There's white and red. And I think the white and black come out this week. I don't know. Maybe coming out this week in releases. I don't know. I'll get to it when I get to releases. But if you were on the fence about a Mac attack, if you um, are like, you know, hey, I just need a pair of Mac attacks, you know, because they're going to come out with other colorways. They're going to come out probably with a, a bunch of colorways in this. This is the one to have. This joint is extremely nice. It's done very well. I appreciate the creativity and different textures. It's like a cracked suede. That's what it is. It's a cracked suede. Thin gum bottom, satin that rips off to have orange underneath. It's worth it. You got the little grocery bag that comes with it. You got the special paper. You got multiple laces. This is the pair to have if you're going to buy yourself a Mac Attack. To me. Now, I am shocked that these... Actually, I'm not shocked that they sat. I think there are probably still a few pairs on social status. And I think there may be a few pairs on other websites. But... um. You know, they may be under retail on some resale sites. I don't know. Um, I know if you grab the white the white and red pair, I've seen on sale in places. I'm sure the black and white pair will be sold in other places. And, hey, man, if you've been in the sneakers long enough or even if you know just a little about sneakers, I'm pretty confident there's going to be a white and blue, a navy and blue. There's going to be a few colorways that come out. So you, there's no rush to go ahead and grab a Mac Attack. But... To me, as of right now, that is the best Mac Attack colorway, and maybe the best Mac Attack colorway for a while. So, um, just be aware of that. So, those are my pickups. I think that's it. Oh, I did try for the Supreme SBs this week. Um, try is, you know, putting it loosely. I think I got in there about five to six minutes late. 
Um, they added the card immediately, but then said sold out seconds after I started typing in my uh, information to check out. So, um, I wasn't a super fan of them. You know, I feel like it's something that I should pass on when I think the SB high version is better than the low version. I will prefer anything low top over anything high top. And the high top SB Supreme was is better than the low top one. It just is. The colors are better. And uh, the contrast of design in the back of the shoe and stuff like that was just much better. So, um, But I did pass on those. So, releases. So, since uh, George isn't here to do releases, well, you got me to do them. So, let me go ahead and do my best at this. I always give George a hard time doing releases. But every time I have to do releases on my no, on my own, sheesh, it's always, uh, it's not as easy as I thought. So I'm going to be doing two weeks because I don't know if I'll be doing an episode next week. Like I said, the podcast did move to a other every, uh, every other week episode, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best to get the closet episodes back up and going. So at least like one week you get the, you get the crew, then the next week you just, get me but or maybe phone calls from listeners i think i'll i'll try my best to do that anybody who wants to who've always wanted to be on the podcast i think i will try to do at home with a listener conversation about sneakers etc versus a traditional episode for the podcast i think i'm gonna do my best to do that uh don't hold me to that because when i leave out of here i could change my mind uh so we have the nike zoom lebron four graffitis Look, this is probably the better LeBron 4 uh, colorway out of all the LeBron 4s. The LeBron 4, to me, was a creative idea. There's one thing that you could say about LeBron. LeBron, every single model has pushed the envelope when it comes to design. Some you're like, oh, some you're like, no way, Jose. I think, could be wrong because I think there was a couple runners or something, but him using the idea of foam posit on his fourth version of his sneaker, I thought was a good idea. Um, it was very big and bulky, but it was for its time. It, it wasn't, it, you know, and today in 2023, is anybody walking around wearing that to wear? I don't know. In 2023, is anybody wearing a Zoom LeBron for to hoop in? I don't know, you know. Uh, we also got... Uh, the Teddy Santis, and I'm just going off some of the ones that I like, the major ones this week. Uh, of course, Teddy Santis is in it every single week. A Teddy Santis 990V6 made in USA sulfur. Um, I don't know, this silhouette is the one that's, that was used on the, uh, Action Bronsons that released, um, earlier this year, or a few months ago. Um, I think one was called the Baklava? And I don't know what the other one was called. Maybe they're both baklava. I don't know. Um, I wasn't too high on the model in pictures and, you know, how it looks and seeing it. But when I had got a pair for a simple, shout out to Ryan, and I got the box open to make sure that it fired. Um, I think it's a dope silhouette. And, you know, if you're really in the New Balance still, I think that's a pair you should grab. Uh, what else comes out this week? We got the Zoom KD3 white metallic gold. Look, KD3s, this is maybe the third or fourth pair of KD3s that's released since they started retroing these for whatever reason. I've never seen anybody wearing them at all. Maybe it's me. I just never knew or thought anybody cared about KD3s to where Nike would go, let's go ahead and retro these joints. 
Um, we got the Jordan 38 FIBA. Look, to me, this Jordan 38 model is fire. I, I it, it looks like something I could see Jordan playing in. And you know what this reminds me of? This is what the Jordan 38 reminds me of. The Jordan 38 reminds me of every time a Jordan used to come out, right? You would see a commercial, you would see an ad, you would see something. Our initial thoughts were always like, what? It wasn't until you saw it in person, until you saw Jordan wearing it, until you saw somebody else wearing it, is when you like really, really had to have it. And I think in particular, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of like Jordan 12, I'm thinking of Jordan 13, I may even say 14. Those three models, I remember the initial pictures, the advertisements, the commercials and stuff like that. The, either the commercial made you like it, um, if you had saw a picture of it prior and you were like, I don't know about these. Or going out there and seeing Jordan slap somebody around on the court and win championships made you buy them. I mean, let's just be honest. Um... We also got another Tatum, Jordan Tatum 1 home team. Fine with the colorway. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of the Tatum model. I think the Tatum model and Jordan brand, they're the only ones that are bringing something unique, creative to the table. I don't look at any Jordan brand signature sneaker from Luca, from Zion, from Tatum, from anybody that Jordan brand creates, and I don't look at it and go, that looks like a, that reminds me of a, Oh, uh, that kind of looks like a never. It, it, whether you like it or not, it they 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 give it a shot. They go for it, and I appreciate that. Uh, we have a airship times corporate. Um, I don't know what corporate is. I think it's a network brand or something. I don't know, but it's like a Tiffany green. It says light minta. It's Tiffany. All right, and it's Tiffany. All right. Look, it's a nice airship. Like I said, airships don't suck, but they're not fire. Airships are industry plants, and I'm sticking by that, all right? Look, Nike is smart. They said, boy, they really love those Jordan 1s, and they really love those dunks. Let's just slip this airship in there because Jordan wore it before Jordan 1s, and let's see what it does. Trust me. Uh, we have an Adidas Liam Gallagher, uh, Spitzel. I don't know what this SPZL, uh, bottle green. Look, if you're not familiar with Liam Gallagher, now look, I know Liam Gallagher because I like all genre of music. You know, I know a lot of you are music racists. That's fine. And by music racist, I mean the type of person that sees a black person wearing a Metallica shirt and goes, name a Metallica song. You wouldn't ask a white person that. You may not even ask a Mexican that. But there are music racists out there, all right? I listen to Nirvana. I know some Metallica. I like Trapped. I know a lot of genre music. I listen to Phil Collins. And, and guess what? I also listen to hip-hop. But Liam Gallagher with Oasis, you know. And I'm assuming this is the same Liam Gallagher. I don't know. Um, UK... Oasis. I'm trying to think of the song that you guys might know, and it's called like a shoot, Wonder Mill, Wonder, Wonderfall, Wonder Mill. But it's a very, very popular song. I'm trying to think of it, like the melody of it. 
it's something that you hear on TV commercials. It's something you hear in elevators. You hear in lobbies. It's one of those, like, all-time great catchy songs, popish. you know. They're from the U.K. If you heard it, you would know. And I could be getting the name of the song wrong, but it's something like that. Um, also, we got a Women's Air Max 1 Obsidian Rugged Orange. These are fire, period. Um, I saw a picture of them somewhere else. The materials on these, fire. I don't know what's on the back of them. It's not the Nike Air that's typically on the back of an Air Max 1, but these joints are fire. If you're thinking about copying, cop, all right? Uh, we got a KD-16 Pathway Royalties. I mean, the KD-16 is one of the most, probably most underwhelming signature sneakers of all time. I mean, we were highly interested in the next KD. Actually, you know, every year we're still interested in what the next KD is, but I think with his move to Phoenix, we were really interested in seeing what the next one would be. It was already predetermined during that block of time, him moving to Phoenix. It's fine. It, it doesn't suck. It's okay. Um, it it mirrors, to me, KD's game. You know, a lot of pull-up. Not a lot of drive into the hoop, but it's um, it looks like a really good basketball shoe. Um, also, something that I had no idea was coming out, but the off-white Air Force One mid sheed. Um, it's the Rasheed Wallace Air Force One, but it's a mid. It's all patent leather. And this model and design of off-white is probably one of the most undesired in the off-white genre um, of Nike collection. Um, I think I've seen maybe one person ever wearing this Air Force Mid, Air Force One Mid off-white. Um, these ones are all black patent leather. I expect these to do just like the other ones, which is either sit or be super-duper under retail. Um, but, you know, or to Virgil. Um, we also got Rick Owens, Dark Shadow, uh, Double Dark Star, Chuck Taylor Converse. Look, these are all sneakers app, okay? The highs and the lows, right? These are fire to me. But disclaimer, if you don't know how to dress, do not buy these. Do not buy these. These are specifically for individuals who know how to dress, okay? And what I mean is, for individuals who have been told you know how to dress, not for those who think they dress well. Disclaimer, I, I am saving you from yourselves. These aren't, I love Chuck Taylors, let me buy these. No, 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 no. These aren't them. Leave these to the ones who have been told they dress nice. Not dress nice. Not the ones who think they dress nice. Uh, we got the Jordan 4 Retro Red Cement. It's a white cement that replaced the gray cement with red. Um, not my thing. Um, I mean, look. It, I know who's going to wear a lot of these, okay? Um, no. We talk about color blocking a lot on this podcast. You have to know how to block these correctly. Um, I, I, look, I don't get it. Okay, um, we got the women's Air Jordan 2 retro soft pink. Um, I'm not mad at these. I think the materials are what's going to matter on these. It looks like it's majority suede. It looks like it has a, a suede. <coughs> <coughs> ah, it looks like it has a suede lower. 
and a leather upper. It looks like from the pictures, but it has that vintage look all the way through, all the way to the back plastic with a little bit of soft pink, and it has like a dark gray on the bottom. <laughs> I like these a lot. Um, sorry for the sneezing. Hey, man, I'm doing my best here, all right? I really should probably be at home laying in the bed, but here, this pod's for you. Real man of genius. Um, I like these. You know, I guess if you're a woman and you've been dying for Jordan 2s, uh, that's the one you should cop. Um, also, a Jordan 1 AJKO High Laney. Now, look, the AJKOs historically haven't done that well when it comes to selling sneakers or buying sneakers amongst the sneakerheads, right? Um, AJKOs have at times been sort of the constellation prize to people who couldn't get their hands on the OG leather uh, Jordan 1 highs. Um, but recently, they've been dropping some, you know, union-made uh, uh, AJKO low. Um, Nike has been releasing some AJKO lows. They got a black-white. They got the black-red, bread, whatever you want to call it, um, a white-blue, and um, a couple of highs, too. You know, some royal purple ones. I'm sorry, some... Uh, yeah, like dark purple. I don't know, like some women's versions of it. But these uh, Laney, these Laney high ones, I'm not mad at them. Um, there's something about them. Am I gonna buy them? Absolutely not. If it was a low top, would I have considered it? Maybe, but I would only pay six three sixty three dollars and thirty six cents. Only if it was sixty three dollars and thirty seven cents. I may have to sleep on it. If it was $63.38, absolutely not. Pass. Um, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord. Okay, so a LeBron 20 Mimi Plang? Mimi Plange? The LeBron 20 should have stopped at four colorways i mean these are hideous okay now shout out to mimi i don't know who she is i'm sure she's a beautiful person and she gave her her all with these but these are one of the worst sneakers i've ever seen in my life and i'm not even joking i'm sure i have the graphic on the screen this is one of the worst sneakers i've ever seen in my entire life the shoe is made out of it looks like a woven material there's a plaid swoosh in the back. There's flowers that are orange. It's orange and Mexican blanket shoelaces. Now, maybe Mimi is Hispanic. I don't know, but these suck. Uh, we also got um, another Big Bubble uh, Air Max 186 OG um, releasing. Um, I didn't cop the Big Bubble. I have OG, um, OG Red, Varsity Red, whatever, Air Max 1s, and I got Royal and i got royal um i don't have obsidian um should i maybe consider copying this obsidian pair maybe um i'm not a huge fan of the big bubble i get it that's the og original thought behind <laughs> original thought behind it um maybe even they released the big bubble i don't know i i i my mind is foggy right now. I don't remember. But these big bubble obsidians are fire. I mean, the obsidian Air Max 1 is always fire. Um, there's also an Air Max 1, another big bubble, and it's called uh, World Make. 
I don't know what that means. Um, something to do with Korean craftsmanship. It's a monotone white with a little bit of tints. No, thank you. It's fine. Um, there are some kid-only versions in the GS, uh, grade school, preschool, and toddler. Um, it's a Jordan 4 Cacao Wow. I mean, it looks like it should be for kids. You know, I'm waiting for that first person on Twitter to say, that first grown man to say, dang, I'm jealous. Somebody does it all the time. Um, what the? Soda cam backwards? Uh, we got a Nike ISPA Link Access Total Orange Sonic Yellow. Look, and I know releases are going a little bit long, but like I said, we stretch this out a couple weeks because we don't record weekly anymore. Um, look, this shoe is $300, okay? Now, the shoe itself, whether you like it or not, ISPA division of Nike always pushes the limits, always tries something different, and is like their only branch of creativity, it seems like, at their company. I appreciate and respect the effort and the creativity and a lot of ISPAs visually online and some in hand are an absolute no. But then when you see somebody wear them, we went to California a few months ago to the resort that we like to go to. I saw a guy wearing one of the ISPAs through one of the hotels we were staying at. They looked absolutely fire. I went immediately online to try to find a pair, but only if they were on sale. I wasn't going to pay full price for them. These right here are unique and pique my curiosity. But for $300, you must be smoking pirate ship sludge. Like, you're out of your mind. Um, it looks like a, a, a Solomon Al Pages times the broken arm fan. Stop with the Solomon stuff, okay? Just like I said before about Solomons. Solomons are, people that love Solomons are the ones who don't have the guts. And don't take offense to this. Solomons, people that buy Solomons that swear up and down by Solomons are the people who don't have enough guts to say they're sick and tired of Nike. That's what it is. They don't have enough guts to say, I'm sick and tired of Nike making the same stuff over and over and over and over. They just start looking elsewhere going, yo, these is I. You guys are missing out on these Solomons. Stop. Solomons are strictly for people who eat trail mix for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have Greek yogurt in their fanny pack, and they hike and they're absolutely confused at why do why wouldn't you want to hike up the mountain? It's only 115. No. Jordan 1 high pralines? No. Um, this is a women, women pair? No. The laces are like, no. Okay? These aren't even good enough for women. Okay? Uh, we got the Luca 2 Lake Bled. Um, I don't know what Lake Bled is. Maybe it's a lake in his country i don't know uh the shoe is fine colorway is a little bit and eh. uh we have a next nature dunk low floral tapestry now these are joints are kind of fire not sure if they're worth buying or making effort for but they're for women so that's up to you guys we got a mac attack black and white just like i had said it's white with black swoosh black backings black paneling 
gray bottom on the thing. Look, I'm pretty confident those will set and probably be under retail sooner than later, if not already. Uh, we have Terra Squad uh, times Air Force One lows. Look, Terra Squad, from what I can remember, I don't know. I don't think Terra Squad has actually ever had a sneaker release. Anything that Fat Joe and Terra Squad had was always just like exclusives to them. The first time you get a retail pair out, it's black and white Air Force One. What? Like, regardless of how some or even myself may feel about Fat Joe when it comes to the sneaker culture, you got to do better than that. All right. Now, I don't know how long this was in the making. I don't know. So, you know, maybe it is what it is. But if this has been developed within the last two years, you cannot do black and white. You can't. You just can't. Um, and it looks like a GS version of it, too, that's like turquoise, but no. Um, and I did see those sneakers app. Um, the Reebok uh, ES22. Look, these are the MSMS. For those who know me, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Um, look, I already have these. I appreciate everybody who hit me up like, yo, you copping? I already have these. The only pair I would buy would be the black pair. Um, I just, you know, when it comes to Reebok, I just don't understand. Like, this pair that's coming out, um, either this week or next week, it has a black bottom, okay? The original OG pair, they had clear soles on the bottom, all right? Um, you know, I had the blue and the black pair, the OG pair, both had clear soles on the bottom. They got dark really quick. Then they retroed them again in 2012, and they put gum bottoms on the bottom. The gum bottom was a nice contrast to the shine and the bulkiness of the sneaker, so it was fine. I have the blue gum bottoms. And then now this retro that they're coming out with has a black bottom. Like, I, I don't understand the, can, like, here's my thing when it comes to retroing sneakers. And I have said this since probably episode one of this podcast. It's a replica to me. I, I don't care if when Nike releases a quote-unquote retro white cement Jordan and it doesn't have a Nike Air on the back and it has a Jumpman, that's a replica. Maybe authentic, that's fine. It's a replica to me, okay? If you keep keep creating these different versions of your original, it's a replica. It's not the same thing. It's like, you know, um, the Air Sensations, the Chris Webber, doesn't have the CW in the back. No thank you. It's like buying Sean Kemp's. They don't have the Kemp on the lace loop. No, thank you. It's like buying the Deion Sanders. It doesn't have the, the 21 and 24 on the tongue or the uh, the Deion Sanders logo with him with the bandana on the, the DT4s. Like, no, thank you. I, I don't want them. Those are replicas. Those aren't Deion's anymore. All right? Those are replicas. These right here, if it doesn't have the clear bottom, it's a replica. Gum bottom, whatever. That was the first retro, you know, whatever. Now, if you're a Cowboys fan, these are a must-cop. Let me tell you why they're a must-cop. There's a lot of sneakers out there, plenty of sneakers out there where you go, ooh, I could wear these with my Cowboys gear. There's a lot of stuff that matches Cowboys stuff, but there are not a lot of Cowboy signature athlete sneakers. Dion had his versions of them with the DT4 and I think DT3 as well. 
uh, came in. Maybe DT five, DT three, four, and five. I think all had cowboy colorways, um, and that's it. But once they weren't Dion affiliated anymore, it was just like diamond turfs. No, thank you. Still bought them, but no, thank you. Um, these are Emma Smiths, and they're E twenty twos. It better have the E twenty two on the back. These represent Emma Smiths. If you're a Cowboy fan, <laughs> ugh, excuse me. If you're a Cowboys fan, you cop. Uh, and we got a Nike Air Zoom GT Hustle Two Teleria Fire. All right, putting the Teleria on basketball sneakers. I'm a fan of it, and I'm not a fan of just the color going on the basketball sneaker. I'm a fan of the pattern of the Teleria. The Teleria is a very unique sneaker that not many people know of, not many people have, but it's a very unique looking sneaker. And putting that pattern on the basketball sneaker, fire. Love it. Um, and then there is a. Adidas, Crazy 8, Team Orange. No, thank you. I mean, I'm assuming this team is Tennessee Volunteers. It's bright orange and, and sky blue. I, I really have no idea what's going on with Adidas. Like I said, man, I, I'm doing top five things that need to change the sneakers before it's too late. To me, I haven't got one honorable mention. Which is the honorable mention that I have for that list? Eh, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want it to happen because it sort of keeps that uniqueness of that brand, but I'll talk about when I get there. I'm um, not sure if everybody saw this weekend. We had two sneaker rollouts this weekend. Kind of a sneaker rollout-ish type thing. The Sabrina one and the Devin Booker sort of type rollout, right? The Sabrina one rollout started probably about six, seven months ago. Um, but the first televised commercial that I've seen um, came on during college football this weekend. Nice commercial. I like it a lot. You know, the one thing about the Sabrina one, which is a great-looking sneaker, it looks really dope, and I actually like it a lot. George has talked about it a few times on the podcast, and he said he's definitely going to get himself a pair if he could get it in the box. And for those who don't know what the box is, hey, man, you're going to have to figure that out yourself. But the one thing about this, you know, so let's wrap this. Let's go back to this real quick. Um, this is what we talk about when it comes to Nike and their design team and things like that when it comes to um, their athletes and what they like, and I get it. A lot of athletes are currently, and those who Kobe was their Jordan, they're very influenced by Kobe Bryant sneakers. The Sabrina one is a fine sneaker. It's a great looking sneaker. The best part of the sneaker to me is the swoosh that goes down at the angle on the uh, the the inside of the shoe, whatever, the remedial pattern, whatever, the other side of the shoe, not the outsole, but the insole, but not the insole of the, you know what I'm saying, okay? Look it up. Um, But the first thing when you see it, the first thing that a lot of people said when they saw it was, oh, it reminds me of a Kobe. Oh, it reminds me of a Kyrie. They look really heavy Kobe-ish, Kyrie-ish. You know what I mean? You can't dislike it. You know, it's a dope sneaker. There's nothing about the sneaker where you can go, nah, I don't like this. If you like Kobe's, if you like Kyrie's, if you like them both, it's like a mixture of them, and that's fine. Um, I think they're both, I think two colorways released, and I think there's still some sizes left on sneakers, but it came in extended sizes. Now, this is the unique thing about this sneaker. First of all, you know what's crazy, right? Which, 
was baffling to me. Now, maybe the article was wrong, and I hope the article was wrong, and I don't remember where I read this at, but it said that this is the second woman signature sneaker in over a decade, over 10 years with Nike. Now, it said woman's signature. I don't know if Naomi Osaka had a signature sneaker with Nike. I'm not sure yet. But it said the last signature sneaker athlete on Nike was Donna Della Dova. Now, Donna Della Dova? I think that's her name. I think she currently plays on the... I think she was on Chicago Sky. What am I doing? I'm a huge fan of the WNBA. Um, she's on the DC team, I think. I don't know. Um, she's always hurt, though. Um, I mean, I don't understand Asia Wilson, uh, Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner. You know, Diana Taurasi may be the greatest woman basketball player of all time. She's definitely uh, the greatest WNBA player of all time. I don't understand how she never had a signature athlete. I'm sorry, a signature sneaker, and she's been a Nike athlete forever. I think she's always had some PEs, some LeBrons here and there, and some other stuff, but that's insane to me. Uh, Brittany Griner, Asia Wilson, like, there's so many other athletes that I could think of. Now, some of these athletes are on Adidas and Jordan Brand and stuff like that, but still, you know, it's kind of weird to me. Um, but this shoe is also Nike's first unisex signature sneaker. And which I don't want to say it's weird, but it, it brought up a few things when I saw the commercial and then when I read about them and saw the unisex and why she wanted to make them unisex. Um, and it's a cool little story and things like that. And I appreciate her story that comes with the sneaker. But, you know, uh, you know, when it comes to like those stories with sneakers, I do appreciate them. The problem is a lot of that stuff is very personal. It really does nothing for me. That's cool and all. But and also, if nobody is really out there getting your story out there, it's really hard for the story to make much noise to me. I don't want to have to go research the story of the shoe if it's something that means a lot to you. Um, I don't think I ever looked, and I could get why you would, but I never looked at, and I'm going to just stick to basketball for now, I never looked at basketball sneakers as not being unisex, even though I know they typically are men and women, but you see more women hooping in the man version of sneakers. And I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Because it made me think. I went to myself and I said, this is a unisex basketball sneaker. And I went on the Nike app and I saw that it went to extended sizes. Now, it was sized in women's, but extended men's. So it went all the way up to like a men's 18, I think, or a men's 16, which is a woman's something, right? Actually, let me go ahead and look at it right now since I'm right here on a sneaker podcast with my phone. Uh, Let's go to the sneakers app real quick and see if they're on here real quick. Um, let's go ahead and type in Sabrina, Sabrina Unisku, I believe that's how you pronounce it, 
Um, so let's look at the Sabrina one. All right. So the sizing in the Sabrina went all the way to a men's 18, which is a women 19 and a half. Now, I don't know if that makes it unisex, okay? I love seeing women with signature sneakers. I love that this is called the Sabrina one because to me, once you put your name on it and you put a number with it, now, we have seen some sneakers only reach one, and we have seen some sneakers only reach two. But that lets me know that there's plans for a second, maybe a third and fourth, etc. It's like the jaw one. There's like the Tatum one. You know, there's things out there that makes you go, okay, more is to come. I don't know. I'm sorry. Let me go back a little bit. I grew up in the era where women basketball players had fire sneakers. And I mean the women version. Don Staley, Leslie Cooper, Tina Thompson, uh, Cheryl Swoop, Cynthia Cooper. Um, these athletes, basketball players, had some fire ones. Ones that some of us actually copped to rock. This is during the era when you rocked basketball sneakers to wear. I, not to say, no one does, that it hasn't happened, not to say that people don't, I'm talking about me. I either don't remember or I've never seen, but I'm going to go with never seen right now. I've never seen a guy hooping in a woman-endorsed basketball sneaker. Never. I, I can't say, I, I can't say I've seen that before. Now, that may be due to sizes and stuff like that, but even women's sneakers can go up as high as I think I've seen a men's 11 before. I've never seen anybody hooping in a woman-endorsed basketball sneaker, and I'm just sticking to basketball right now. I don't know if men are going to hoop in a woman-endorsed Sabrina 1 unisex basketball sneaker. And let me tell you why. If it's a unisex basketball sneaker, it needs an, a, the opposing or opposite sex to represent it as well. So it wouldn't be a Sabrina 1. It would be a Sabrina 1 and a male athlete's sneaker, which what makes it unisex. Because it being a Sabrina 1, I don't know if a young boy or a man or anybody male would say, yo, I'm trying to hoop in the Sabrina ones. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that they won't. I'm, I don't know. I, I've never seen it before or I don't remember, especially if you're calling it unisex. You may put it in extended sizes for men and all the extended sizes on the sneakers that were sold out, all of them. But that also could be women who finally have an extended sneaker size. I don't know why they always assume women's feet stop at a certain size. I know some women that wear some big feet. I got some big sneaker sizes. So it could be a lot of women like, finally, a sneaker for me. Um, I feel like it to for it to be truly unisex, it needs to be the Sabrina one. And the ex fill in the blank male athlete that makes it unisex because then that gives the other sex 
the opportunity to say I'm wearing the trying to think of a Nike athlete. I'm wearing the Anthony Davis. This is the Anthony Davis and Sabrina Unisku one. You, do you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm right. I may even sound ridiculous saying it, or I may sound insensitive, or I may sound ignorant. I'm trying not to. I'm just trying to say that I've never seen anybody at the collegiate level, NBA level. I've never seen anybody at my local gym on the playground. I've never seen a male hooping in a woman-endorsed sneaker. Wear them, sure. Plenty. I got women Jordans. But if I'm going to go hoop, I don't know if I would go for the woman-endorsed sneaker, even though it's unisex. I think I need the other sex for it to make it unisex for me. That's all I'm saying. It's kind of a, I don't want to say odd, but it made me think a little bit. And that's the reason for this podcast, just to think a little bit, have those conversations. I love to talk to Sabrina. I am a huge fan of her. The Liberty are killing it right now. If you would have saw her at the All-Star Game in the three-point contest, magnifique. I've supported the WNBA since day one. You know, I've always enjoyed the Liberty. I've enjoyed some of the people that they have on their coaching staff. I, I think it's a great environment. I think it's something that is definitely needed. Um, and shoot, freaking Liberty, they're killing it this year. They're just as good as, you know, ah, yeah, yeah, they're killing it this year. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, like, that sneaker made me think. Unisex Nike, first signature unisex sneaker. Okay, well, you know, it's very heavily leaning towards one side for it to be unisex. I'm not saying it's unfair. I'm just saying in order for it to be truly unisex, the other side may prefer it have some type of representation on that side. That's all I'm saying. That, that's all I'm saying. Please don't kill me to say I'm being insensitive or anything like that. Um, but... You know, with that being said, with that being Nike's first unisex signature sneaker, it made me go, huh. All these years Nike existed, that's never happened before, ever. Has that ever been brought to the table? Did they ever think about it? So it made me say to myself, you know what? There's some things in sneakers that need to happen before it's too late. So I came up with, and now that wasn't the only thing that triggered this list. Also this weekend, I don't know if you guys caught it or not. Some did, some didn't, some didn't care. But Concepts did a babe collaboration. And I'm go whoa, a babe collaboration with Concepts, and I go, I think they're 10 years too late. I may even give them eight. I may swing five years, but it's too late, maybe? But I don't know. I I can't say yes, and I can't say no. But that's what made me think of today, doing a top five things that need to happen in sneakers before it's too late. To me, honorable mention, honorable mention, I got Supreme selling in other stores. Um, the one thing that makes, it's my honorable mention, the one thing that makes Supreme so unique is, and Supreme in sneakers, I know it's about sneakers, but look, streetwear and all that stuff is all a a combination of things in there. Supreme sells sneakers as well. You can't go to, um, and maybe this has happened before, I can't remember, I can't go to my local skate shop and buy the Supreme Dunk SBs. I can't. Um, you know, the thing that makes Supreme Supreme is you can only get it from Supreme. 
You can't go to Packer. You can't go to Bodega. You can't go to Concepts. You can't go to Undefeated. You can't go anywhere and buy Supreme unless... Oh, actually, you know what? Actually, I don't know if you can online, though. But this may be a Dover Market Street thing. I've bought Supreme at a Dover Market Street, but it was Dover Market Street in London. And it was sort of a different setup in there. It was almost like a Supreme store in there. Now, I don't know the history of Market Dover Street. That may be what that is. Like stores in there that make up the store. I don't know. But there was a whole Supreme section. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong with this. But you can't buy... You could buy Stussy on Bodega. You could buy Stussy on uh, Concept. You could buy Stussy on Packer. You could buy Huff on here. You could buy Huff there. You can buy all the other skate, majority of the other skate, majority of the street brands, even some of the more higher-end street brands and stuff like that. Typically, you could buy a lot of places. You could buy on End and stuff like that. You can't buy Supreme on End. You can't buy Supreme on Packer. You can't buy Supreme at Kith. You can't do that. You could buy Stussy... Pata, Para, all that stuff on Kith, but you can't buy Supreme. Just That's what I'm saying. Honorable mention. I could be way off base with this. I could be wrong. Honorable mention. Number five. Number five on my top five things that need to happen in sneakers before it's too late. And by too late, I mean it's where it's like, I man, like, you way too late for this. It's number five. I got it at number five because it may be way too late. I think they're currently in some sort of legal litigation right now, which is something that is amazing. It didn't happen a lot earlier than it actually did. This lawsuit started in 2023, I believe. Um, a Nike Bape collaboration. Look, everybody knows the history of Bape. Bape, you know, um, I think Bape has been around since, shoot. Gosh, 97? Um, let me see. 92? I think Supreme was 92. When did Bape start? Uh, Bape started in 93. <laughs> Bape started in 1993. Regardless of how you may feel about Bape, Bape is a staple in streetwear. Period. It's without a question whether you like it or not, whether you have it, you feel about it or not, whether it's too expensive, whether they copy Nike, whatever, whether it's ugly, tacky, whatever, hype beast, whatever you want to call it, Bape is an absolute staple in streetwear. <coughs> Excuse me, man, I apologize for this, but like I said, man, the show must go on. It's been around and it doesn't like it's going anywhere. Bape is, you know, I think Stussy, I think Huff, um, I think they may have been around longer than Bape. I think even Supreme started in 94. Let me see. Supreme. Let me see. I think Supreme was 94. Started when? Supreme started in 94. Bape started in 93 in Japan. Hey, you know, Whatever. But we're long overdue a Bape-Nike collaboration. Bape has collaborated with, I think, Puma, Adidas. Uh, shoot, what else is Bape collaborated? Reebok. Um, Bape has collaborated with Vans, New Balance. I want to say Saucony, but I think I'm making that up. But they've collaborated with all the major sneaker brands except Nike. 
it's time. Wrap up that case. Go ahead and wrap that up. Say, hey, we was tripping. Uh, we was tripping. Wrap that up and go ahead and give me a big collaboration. Now, if you do come up with a big collaboration, I would say it shouldn't be an Air Force One because that's sort of why you guys are in the mess you're in right now. <laughs> but you got to give us a BAPE Air Force One. You got to give us an official BAPE Air Force One with a swoosh on it before it's too late. It may already be too late before it's too late. Number four, I got retail price on sneakers. That needs to change ASAP Rocky. Do you understand me? The retail price on sneakers is out of control. Okay, now you can sit there and talk to me about inflation. You could talk to me about all these things, but you're going to price out people to be more responsible. You really are. The retail price is making people be more responsible. The retail price is also driving up the price of the outlet. I went to the outlet and I'm like 150, 150. I don't care if it did retail at 200, uh, 150 at the outlet is too much for me. I'm sorry. I go to the outlet for at least 50% off. Minimum. At the very least, 50% off. These mom and pop shops, these independent brands, their rent, their property taxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are going up, 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 up. And then the retail price of sneakers is going up, 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 up. And then they have they can't get rid of this product because they have to Mark it down, 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 but everything is going up, up, up. It, it, it messes with the margins to me. I could be wrong about that, but, like, you got to bring these retail prices down. You're going to make sneakers unattractive, and you're pushing sneakers. Like, we always joke about sneakers being luxury goods now, but, no, sneakers are, once you reach that 250, 300 range, you are right there at the cusp of being a luxury good, and that's no joke. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, man, I would love to just stop, but my allergies are crazy. Number three, Nike Yeezy Retro, a real retro. I just talked about this a little while ago. I'm talking a Nike Yeezy Retro with the Yeezy on it, the Yeezy 1 and the Yeezy 2. Now, here's why, okay? And like I said, every single original aspect of both sneakers on it for the retro and only the original colorways. We don't need new colorways. We don't need new versions. Now, you got to do this sooner than later, okay? Reason, both shoes are whack today, okay? And I say that respectfully. The Yeezy 2, if somebody wanted to call it the greatest sneaker of all time, I wouldn't stop him and I wouldn't argue with him. I, I honestly wouldn't. Um, that sneaker itself just caused so much and laid so much foundation for a lot of things. Okay, um, It may be the founding father of hype culture when it comes to sneakers. You could say Jordans historically are, but... Even though that hype surrounded Jordans, Jordans were still priced in a manner that everybody wasn't willing to go after yet. So even back in the 80s and the 90s and stuff like that, there was major hype surrounding Jordans. The problem is, is not everybody could afford that hype. So it was different. Yeezy 1, you can maybe say it started with Yeezy 1, but the Yeezy 2, the Yeezy 2 
had people catching planes to go pick them up. I drove, me and George drove to California to pick up my pair. Um, I was standing in line with somebody who took a plane from Texas to get his pair. Another person flew in from Portland to get his pair. So the Yeezy 2's impact is it's just stupid significant. Now, this is why you got a retro, because like I said, they're whack shoes today. When they came out, that was the era where bigger shoes weren't uh, looked as too bulky or downed upon like they are now. Um, pants are getting a, going back to getting a little bit bigger and stuff like that. But um, the Yeezy one, it didn't age well. It's a fine sneaker, the originator of some of the greatest colorways of all time. But it didn't age well. And the Yeezy 2, look, it's the, the it's got some fine materials on it. But the nylon mesh on the top and the big shape of it, it's just not for today. So the longer you wait for that to happen the whacker and whacker it gets, um, the more played out it gets. And and whatever and when I say all the original Yeezy insignias, signature words, whatever on it that makes it a Yeezy, the exact the the exact specifications and everything of the two original Yeezy one and the Yeezy two, even if you have to reach out to Kanye and make sure that he gets paid or get a you have to do it. And you got to do it sooner than later. I'm talking within the next three years. You have to. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. Do I think Nike is going to come out with some type of version of them? 100%. Um, because they know that we just can't control ourselves and we'll take any version of it. Um, number two. Actually, let me look at the number one and number two because I'm going to switch this. Now I'm going to leave this as is. And these may not be that important, but look, this is a fun list for me to do, and I want to do that. Number two, decision makers at Adidas. At Adidas, look, Adidas. I've said this, been saying this all year, and even last year. Adidas knows how to do their homework. They know how to study. They just they know how to do the homework. They just can't get the answers right. They 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 legit can't get the answers right it don't matter what they do it don't matter who they sign it just never works out for them we're talking about pharrell who is a fashion icon we're talking about beyonce who is one of the biggest icons ever we got kanye who was one of the biggest icons ever um at one point they had i'm trying to think of everybody they've had on their roster but it's a amazing roster and it just doesn't work out for them. I see them releasing Kobe Crazy 8s and Kobe Adidas 1s and things like that. And I get it. You're trying to ride the Nike wave of Kobe's. If Nike isn't going to supply the streets with the Kobe's that they want in the knee, yo, never forget Kobe was here first. The problem is, is that you can't, you can't market them as Kobe's. You can't. The only the real ones will know and the ones who've been in sneakers long enough will care that Kobe was with Adidas. You see some of the collaborations. You see some of the designs and the color choices and the the repeat rinse and wash of the same sneakers over and over and over. You can only treat Shell Toes, Stan Smiths, Sambas, and, and Gazelles. You can only put so much treatment on them for the rest of us to go, all right, you got fear of a God man right now, Jerry Lorenzo. That is turning out to be one of the most insignificant signings 
in sneaker history. I mean, you want to talk about something that just legit doesn't matter. Just this past weekend, some more pictures of his Adidas models dropped. Um, I think it was probably more for the Fear of God line on the Fear of God website or a fashion show. I don't know what it is. No one cares. Nobody cares because all we see is okay sneakers that we know are going to cost a lot of money. We do a lot of money. Decision makers at, at Adidas, it needs to change and it needs to change quickly. Either your decisions need to change or you need to be changed. I'm just keeping it a buck. All right. And number one, we need a Jordan and concepts collaboration. Quick, before it's too late. We've got Concept Vans. We've got Concept New Balances. We've got Concept Air Max Ones. We've got Concept Reeboks. We've got Concepts Adidas. We've got Concept Nike SBs, Highs and Lows. We've got Concepts everywhere. A legendary collaboration brand. Legendary. It's like concepts 1a kith 1b or you could switch them whatever when it comes to legendary collaborations i got concepts number one i will always have concepts number one but we don't have one jordan concept not one we got Kyrie concepts concepts has basketball sneakers and Kyrie's. when Kyrie was with part of the celtics team they did like you know some nike concepts fire colorways too very underappreciated and underrated. I think they were probably more underappreciated because of a, they had a lot of symbolism and things on it that probably had a deeper meaning, but they probably meant a lot more to Kyrie than they would the general public. Okay. I'm just going to keep it real with you. All right. A lot of pyramids and eyeballs and things like that. That was like, eh. And if there's one thing about black people, we don't play around with eyeballs and pyramids and stuff like that. You could you could teeter real close to us thinking this is some devil stuff. All right. So you got to watch out for that. This, you know, you got to watch out for that. But we need a Jordan times concepts something. The fact that. And, you know, you could throw Kith in there as well. Uh, Kith has Jordans. No, Kith has Nike basketball, but I don't think they have any Jordans. I'm going to stick with Concepts right now. That's what I'm talking about. Concepts needs a Jordan 1. They need one. They need a Jordan 1 and then something else uh, down the road. You know, I hate to say that it needs to be a Jordan 1, but they need a Jordan 1. You need one. You guys have too good. You guys have led the charge in a lot of stuff. Nike SB, some of the most unique sneakers of all time, some of the greatest sneakers of all time to me. You got to get a Jordan under your belt. That's that's me. That's my. Jeez. That's my top five things that need to happen to sneakers before it's too late. Let's talk about the Nike D book rollout to me. This is one of the better rollouts I've seen for a sneaker in a very long time. You want to know what makes this rollout great is that D-Book is rolling it out. He's participating in his rollout. Um, Nothing on television yet. I don't think these have been put on TV, but they've been posted on his social media account and obviously reposted, retweeted by many other sneaker publications and whatnot. It is raw filter 
you know, camera, whatever, raw footage of him playing basketball in his upcoming D-Book, D-book sneaker. I mean, that's what you want. We're talking about video footage of him in the gym playing basketball, not just taking jump shots. It's not an official commercial. It has Kevin Durant in it. It got Bradley Bill in it. It got other athletes in it, and it got them talking about his sneakers, and it's sort of like his testing his sneakers out and showing them. Now, look, this is perfect to me because it, it perfectly fits Devin Booker. This was my gripe with the jaw sneaker and the jaw thing. And I hate to go back to the jaw thing, but when you when you release a jaw sneaker and the first thing you go is, oh, it kind of looks like a Kobe. Yo, it kind of looks like a Kyrie. And the rumor is, is that was the Kyrie sneaker until Nike dropped him and they gave it to Ja. Don't know if that's true or not, but that's what was said or rumored or true. I don't know. The Devin Booker looks exactly what you would want in a basketball sneaker that you can wear casually as well. You're not going to stand for Air Force Ones like you guys do and then sit there and look at a Devin Booker and go, yo, that looks like an Air Force One, huh? The Devin Booker is the perfect balance of inspiration from various sneakers. You could see the Kobe 6. You could see the Air Force One. You could see Paul George. You could see a few elements in this sneaker tastefully done, <coughs> tastefully done, responsibly done, and it's just the perfect amount of inspiration. I think the Devin Booker D, D Book 1, Book 1, DB1, whatever it's going to be called, I think it is the perfect sneaker for Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a basketball player. I have, and I don't know if anybody has ever been interested in Devin Booker's personality. He's not the most personable person. You know, it's honestly amazing that we do know about as much as him and Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner, whichever, Kendall, Kendall Jenner, whatever, that we do, you know. He's a very private person, and I appreciate that about him. He's sort of like, you know, he is Phoenix. You know what I mean? Understated. <coughs> Got a lot to offer, a lot of great things. Understated. You know, you know, people overlook Arizona, Phoenix, and stuff like that. But, you know, where Phoenix is a top five. <coughs> oh, my gosh. I know that has to be annoying listening to me sneeze. But Phoenix is the top five largest city in the entire country. A lot of people wouldn't know that. If you ask other people in other major cities or other people in other states to list top ten largest cities in the country, I'm guaranteed Phoenix wouldn't be on the list. Not because it's not, because they just don't know. Phoenix and Arizona is always overlooked. Devin Booker, to me, is a phenomenal star athlete, which I've said on this podcast before, Devin Booker could be a top ten greatest basketball player of all time. Now, is the sneaker flashy? No, that's what's funny. People are like, oh, it's kind of boring. What, what do you want? Like, the problem is with a lot of these signature sneakers and stuff like that is that they're tacky. The LeBron 20 phenomenal sneaker. 
but the colorways ruined it. The jaw sneaker is okay. It doesn't scream jaw to me. Jaw is cool. Jaw is young. Jaw is brash. Jaw is jaw. Jaw wears a grill in his ESPN bio photo. When you look up John Morant and look up his stats, his bio photo, he's wearing a grill with colored dreads. These sneakers don't scream jaw to me. They already have too many colorways. There's about seven jaw colorways already out. Too many already. Maybe a little bit less. Anywhere from four to seven jaw colorways already out. Under the radar. Nobody cares about a jaw. Oh, the Devin Booker's boring. This is it. This is what we waited for. You weren't waiting for a Devin Booker sneaker. You weren't. You were on the 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 committee of Devin Booker needs a sneaker, but you weren't waiting for it. We were waiting for it. I seen original drawings and like renderings of it, color pictures of them. I'm not gonna say where I saw them. These look nothing like them. These are better than them to me. I seen people like, yo, Devin Booker, he's gonna hoop in these and tear his feet up. No, he's not. He's going to test these out. He's going to make sure that he doesn't. Devin Booker ain't out here flying through the air. Devin Booker is at the top of the key. Devin Booker is mid-range. Devin Booker is three. Devin Booker is a fundamentally stuff. Devin Booker might be the Tim Duncan of shooting guards, and that's no joke. And that's no insult. He plays basketball. These sneakers are for basketball. These are fine. These are perfect. You can wear these, I think. I haven't seen them yet. I don't know. Based on the pictures, looks like you could treat these like a pair of Air Force Ones and also rip your pants off and go take some jump shots if you want. These, to me, are the epitome of it. It got an OG feel. It's true to him. Not loud, not brash, not tacky. And like I said, it has the perfect amount of hints of inspiration of other sneakers. I could see Air Force One in it. I could see Kobe 6 in it. I could see Paul George sneakers in it. I could see a few sneakers in it. That's exactly how it should be done. To me, the the rollout, like I said, one of the better sneaker rollouts I've seen in a very long time. It's about basketball. It's about Devin Booker. And it's just dope. You can sit there and say, what is this? Whatever you want to say. This is me and my podcast. Uh, anything else? Also got NFL picks to do today. We do got week one NFL coming up. Um, you know, let me say something about Kobe Day, right? You know, I saw a lot of people get their orders canceled on Nike and stuff like that for Kobe Day. Look, I'm personally, this isn't a me thing. This isn't a sneaker podcast thing. This isn't a I'm fighting for the consumer thing. This is nothing like that. This is a Kobe Bryant thing. I'm getting tired of the Nike and Kobe disrespect. You're disrespecting Kobe's sneaker legacy. Not his basketball legacy, but I will even say his basketball legacy to a certain extent because regardless of if you want to put out a specific amount of sneakers, of Kobe's, right? I know everybody's under the impression, yo, put out enough pairs. Look, if Kobe was still alive today, all these sneakers would be sitting. Kobe sat on shelves. Kobe's were at outlets. You're not going to argue me about that. You're not going to debate with me about that. This is facts. When Kobe's 6s came out, they were on shelves. Maybe not Grinches, but majority of Kobe 6s sat on shelves. 
Majority of Kobe fives sat on shelves. McCord six, seven, some eights, some sevens, some eights, nines, tens, elevens sat on shelves. Some colorways you can get your hands on, but majority of Kobe Bryant sneakers sat on shelves, sat on shelves, and were went to outlets. These are facts. Now, he's gone. And for those who didn't get pairs, those who sold pairs, and those who disrespected their pairs, they now want them back. Completely understandable to me. But I will say this. For a lot of you that have been in the sneakers for this long and not have any Kobe's is insane. Like, you should slap yourself in half. You really should. You've been in the sneakers this long. You've been in the sneakers for this long, this dedicated, and you ain't got no Kobe's? None? Not one. Don't blame Nike for that. You do got to blame yourself for that. Now, Nike, let me explain something to you. It is disrespectful to not give people the opportunity, Kobe Day, to get anything. You dropped a scattered amounts of random Kobe's. The new all-white Halo release. Don't know how many pairs it was. Whatever. It had one t-shirt and one hoodie. Both sold out. Now, you do whatever you want with the sneakers. Whatever. Because you clearly don't listen to anybody anyways. But the very least you can do is... More shirts, more shorts, socks, accessories, something. I don't understand why nobody could even just get a shirt. There is no reason for you not to have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of Kobe shirts on deck. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, it's for 824. That is one day of the year. 824. You know what would be even dope is if you did like eight eight t-shirts and hoodies, eight shorts and pants, eight accessories, eight, eight, eight equals 24. Like something. Fine. I can't get the Grinches. Fine. People can't get Mama Cintas. Fine. People can't get the new Halo. But go ahead and grab a dope hoodie with a, a Kobe quote on it. Or go ahead and grab a dope hoodie with a, you know, Jordan, I mean, a Kobe silhouette on it doing a fadeaway. Or the, the Kobe logo. Go ahead and get you a nice t-shirt. Go ahead and get the new Kobe socks. You know, it got the Kobe, uh, the Kobe system logo on it. Uh, we got Black Mamba print socks. You know, go ahead and get you, you know, some uh, snake skin print Mamba shorts. You can't do that for for everybody. Like, it's disgraceful and disrespectful. Fine. You want to release 500 Grinches and whatever? Whatever. But the very least, can, can I get a t-shirt? Can I get a hoodie? Can I get a headband? Can I get a sock? A short? Some drawers? Something? Arm sleeve? Jersey? Something. Enough. Like, now you're just being disrespectful. Like, you've been disrespectful to the point to where, you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. You're being mad disrespectful on Kobe Day. 
to me. And then the fact that people ended up getting their orders canceled. Are y'all okay? I know a few people have been wiling out in Memphis, breaking in the trunks and, and, and breaking into trucks, stealing merchandise and slapping people in half. I know the streets is crazy, but are y'all okay? You mean to tell me you couldn't come out with a black, white, purple, yellow, any all a variation of color shirts with the Kobe system on it, a black mamba steak, a Kobe quote, a silhouette of a fadeaway, uh, 81 for the points, something? You could come up with nothing? All right. I'm starting to feel like you're disrespecting me now. Let's talk about college football before I do these NFL picks and before I do that top 11 colorways, whatever, my list. I want to just talk about college football for a minute because college football is back. Fire, glad, excited. This weekend in Arizona, we had overcast. Rare. All right. Waking up with overcast with a hot cup of coffee, coffee watching game day is one of the best feelings in the world. It's better when it's cold, but this Saturday, this particular Saturday, it was cloudy in Arizona. Still about 105 outside, but it was cloudy. Actually, you know, I think it was like 92. Cloudy, cup of coffee, in my pajamas, watching game day. Fire. Let's talk about Colorado, Deion Sanders, TCU. It's very important to really understand, and I've been an advocate before on this podcast numerous times, I talk about how important coaching is, right? I don't look at sports and go, let me me put it this way, I don't go Steph Curry, okay, trying to figure out the best way to put this, right? It confuses me when somebody like Kyrie can't shoot threes as well as Steph. Or even a uh, uh, Dennis Schroeder. Or a uh, <coughs> or a Russell Westbrook. Or a Chris Paul. Or a Paul George. Anybody. I go... Why can't they shoot threes? <coughs> oh my gosh, this is so annoying. I go, why can't they shoot threes like Steph? Is it because they're not working harder at it? Is it because they're not practicing it enough? Is it because they're not training enough? Well, what is it that they're not doing? Are they focused on other things besides that? Whatever the case may be. When I look at college football players and stuff like that, they're kids. They're all kids. They're in there. They're anywhere from 18 to 23 sometimes, up to 23 at times, 22, 23, right? I go, why can't that quarterback throw the ball to him? Or why can't that wide receiver run a better curl route? Or why can't that wide receiver get separation for him? Like, I look at that and I go like that. A lot of that stuff has to do with coaching to me. If you could run just as fast as him, you're just as tall, just as athletic, just as in shape, how come you can't catch the ball just like him? How come you can't throw the ball and work on your accuracy just like him? Now, that may not make sense to what I'm saying, but I look at Dion and I say, that's coaching. 
I don't know if Dion's calling plays. I don't know. But he has everybody around him believing. You want to know what is the biggest factor that comes out of this Dion situation in Colorado and Buffalo is? That team went 1-11 and last year. Okay. They've already matched that right now. And they matched that against a team who just came from the national championship. Right? This is what makes Dion unique and what makes a lot of the haters or critics ridiculous, right? I don't want to make this a black and white thing. But it kind of is, okay? Not kind of, it is. I'm going to use the Lions coach as an example. And I don't want to be disrespectful. I should know his name, and I probably should have looked that up. But I do things on the fly. Um, let's look. Lions coach. Lions head coach Dan Campbell, right? The Lions are awful. Are they better than they were? Sure. They're awful. You watch hard knocks, you watch press conferences, you watch interviews of Dan Campbell, and people will, oh, ooh, I'll run through a brick wall for Ooh, 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 yeah, he's, that's the kind of coach you want. That one, that couple of good, he'll make you, oh, you'll do anything for him. That's what Dion is. But see, Dion does it with a certain type of swagger and confidence that people are bothered by seeing and somebody as flashy and black. I'm just going to keep it real in this conversation right here. And you know I don't come on this podcast talking about black and white and all that stuff. But this situation is so unique because you look at Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick demeanor in press conferences, his demeanor in interviews, his demeanor for all these years was always viewed as, oh, he, that's coach. You know, uh, you know, he he just straight to the point. That's coach, no nonsense. See, it was cute when you was winning all them Super Bowls, but now it's a little annoying and aggravating, right? It it's it, it, it it's annoying. You know, going out there and winning Super Bowls and kicking everybody butt with Tom Brady, and you do a press conference. Oh, I don't know. We don't we don't care about that. I don't I don't know. Um, yes, I don't know. Oh, that's just coach. You know, he's just no nonsense, straight to the point. He doesn't he doesn't like the media. He just goes out there and coaches. Well, you come with you got your butt kicked. Coach, well, why are you getting your butt kicked? Uh, you know, we don't even know. You know what? Get out of here. Yeah, you get out of here. Dan Campbell. This is what's unique about I'm just using them as examples. Nothing against them. Dion doesn't curse at all. Doesn't drink. Doesn't smoke doesn't do any of that stuff but yet he's treated as if like yo settle down he just has everything that he's he's just Dion he has that confidence he has that that understanding that I can do anything I put my mind to see there are some people that just run around and say that I say that to my kids every single night I say good night I love you you're my best friend you can be anything you want to be 
I tell them that. I mean that to my kids. You can be anything you want to be, but you have to believe that. If you don't believe it, hey, man, good luck out there. You have to believe it. I let my kids know that I believe in them. So then hopefully at some point when they get older, they go, ooh, I can do anything I want. Dion doesn't curse. He doesn't drink. There's no press conference. There's no interview. There's no nothing of a bunch of bleeping out. But if you go talk to a Dan Campbell, you talk to everybody else, and it's bleeping. Oh, you know, we're going to, you know, we, what we do is we're, oh, that's old ball coach. That's an old ball coach. Stop it. Let Dion be Dion because that works. Somebody that believes in you as much as he believes in you and believes in himself as much as he believes in himself will make you want to do anything for that coach. Anything. He's in Colorado. Boulder, Colorado. Okay? Let's talk about all these head coaches at these powerful schools. Let's just go down the line of historic, historically powerful schools. You got your, your Penn State, your Ohio State, your Alabamas, your Florida Seminoles. You got your Miami Hurricanes, your Florida Gators, your LSU Tigers, your Michigan Wolverines. You got all these Oregon. You got all these powerhouse USC, these Notre Dame. You got these powerhouse schools, and majority of them fail every single year. Majority of them. Alabama is Alabama. Let me tell you something. Alabama, you maybe I don't know, man. I don't know. He's willing to take his confidence to Boulder, Colorado. He has people believing in him. Now, I believe in Dion. I believe in the kids, and I believe in anybody who believes in their team. I believe in that. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You do have to be a tad bit careful with understanding that win at TCU. Colorado's defense whew, looks pretty bad. Had moments of good, but it's pretty bad. When your offense is clicking like that, that's fine, but the defense is pretty bad. And also, what happens is, is with media and a bunch of critics and things like that, they go, maybe TCU isn't as good as we thought. They don't want to give Dion them the credit. They want to maybe go, maybe TCU sucks. Maybe that's what happens. Now, granted, Colorado can't go out here and lose six in a row now. They could lose, but they can't now go out here and 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 lose. And I and 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 not to say that that would change my view. Or it would change certain people's views, but it would change a lot of those people's views who are riding hard for you. Those, those like, you know, the ones that are like, oh, I believe, and then they lose like five in a row or three in a row. I don't know. I think we jumped the gun too early. I don't know. They'll switch on you just like that, and Dion knows that. But like I said, I love seeing this. Just the other day, last episode, the episode we had when everybody was in here, and Andy had said college football, college sports may be overrated. College football is back. We didn't agree with him, but college football is back. And storylines like this, Colorado was on TV 
and they're going to be on TV again next week. I couldn't tell you the the last time I watched Colorado play is only because they're in our division. They played my college, Arizona State University. That's the only reason why I've watched a college. I haven't cared about a Colorado sporting event since the Denver Nuggets. And uh, sorry, Colorado Buffalo College since uh, Chauncey Billups played there. Cordell Stewart at quarterback back in like the nineties. So don't don't do that to Deion. This is a phenomenal story. His son? Oh, my God. Dare I say, Mahomes-like? Travis Hunter? Man. He may be Bo Jackson. Dare I say? Let's do these NFL picks so I can do this list. And I can get out of here. I'm going to go through these NFL games. It's week one of the NFL. Appreciate everybody who live subscribes to share this podcast. Let me go to Pivot app real quick. Go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Stink This Podcast. Get yourself some socks. Like I said, I did releases. I did pickups. I did what comes out this week. I did all that stuff. You ain't nothing. It don't mean a thing if you ain't got the right pair of socks to go with it. I got my Pivot socks on right now. That's P-Y-V-O-T.com. G-E-T-P-Y-V. G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Stink This Podcast. Every pair you buy does support an episode of this podcast. Also, you get free shipping and a discount for every pair you buy using our promo code. Like I said, go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Week one in the NFL. I hate doing week one in the NFL without George here. You know, it, it just doesn't feel the same. I need, I need my, my partner in crime of the podcast to do this so we can have real discussion about this. I know you guys hate this time of year because you hate hearing about sports, but I'm going to go through this real quick. This is week one. This is my picks for the NFL week one. We got Lions at the Chiefs. I got Chiefs 40, Lions 13. We got Texans at the Ravens. I got Ravens 27, Texans 3. We got Falcons at Panthers. I got Falcons 24, Panthers 21. We got Jaguars at Colts. I got Jaguars 34, Colts 16. We got Titans at Saints at New Orleans. I got Titans 10, Saints Saints 13. We got Eagles at Patriots. I got Eagles 24. I got Patriots 12. We got Dolphins at Chargers. I got Dolphins 42, Chargers 33. We got Cowboys at Giants. I got Cowboys 27, Giants 24. We got Bengals at Browns. I got Bengals 36, Browns 20. We got Buccaneers at Vikings. I got Vikings 38. Buccaneers 13. We got Cardinals at Commanders. I got Commanders 16. Cardinals Cardinals 0. We got 49ers at Steelers. I got Steelers 28. 49ers 24. We got Raiders at Broncos. I got that at a 17-17 tie. We got Rams at Seahawks. I got Seahawks 42. Rams 17. We got Packers at Bears. I got Bears 31. I got Packers 27. We got Bills at Jets. I got Bills. I'm sorry. I got Jets 38. Bills 17. To me. Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, share this podcast. I am doing. Now, hopefully I can say this right. Let me go back to the front page because I feel like I wrote it correctly on here. I am doing. Nope, I didn't write it correctly on there. I am doing top 11 Kobe colorways from each model in chronological order 
to me. I got no honorable mentions, but I'm going to go from Kobe 1. This is strictly Nike. Don't hit me up with, yo, fam, you should have did Adidas 2. No. You should do Adidas 2. I'm not. Number 1. And uh, this isn't in number order. I'm. This is the Kobe 1. Okay? So, but I have it on the screen with 1. Okay? To me, the best colorway in the Kobe 1 was the... Del Sol colorway, the black and yellow, but not the original one, the Pro Troll one. The Pro Troll one was better than the OG. The leather was better. The structure was a little bit different because Kobe wanted the retros to be able to, you could play in them, which people have and people do. Um, but that Pro Troll that came out in 2018 was better than the OG original version. I actually think a lot of the Pro Troll retros are much better than the OG. I really do. Um, for the Kobe 2, I got the Prelude. There wasn't a ton of colorways in the Kobe 2. And the Kobe 2 is the only... Let me think, let me think, let me think. Kobe 2 is the only Kobe ever with Velcro. And I mean, I mean, even from Adidas, and then 1 through 11 in the Kobe's. Kobe AD and everything down the road, I don't know. I, I'm not... There probably is some, but I'm not thinking about that right now. It's the only one with Velcro between 1 through 11. It's sort of like Jordan's. Kobe 8, I'm sorry, the Jordan 8 is the only Jordan with Velcro 1 through 14. Okay? But uh, the Prelude version, it was that the grayish, uh, smokish grayish looking version. Super duper fire materials on it. The 2, eh, I don't know. As a model, it was fine. I think it was probably perfect to hoop in. I never owned a pair of Kobe 2s. I think they looked extremely comfortable. Um, the Velcro, I think, wasn't a Kobe thing. I, you know, I, I just, you know, he's so slick and smooth. It just, you know, a Velcro just sort of seemed like it just wouldn't be something that, I, 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 I don't know. Um, but that, to me, is the best colorway. Um, there are some other color Kobe 2s that are fine. I think the black, yellow, the traditional Del Sol, the Laker color one is fine. Uh, there was a USA version of the Kobe 2, which was fine too. But to me, the Prelude one is the best one by far. For the Kobe 3 mark, the Kobe 3 model, look. For the Kobe 3, I got the Lower Marion Aces. To me, that's the best colorway of the Kobe 3. But let me be this. Let me let me say this for the record. The Kobe 3 is not brought up in enough discussions as one of the worst sneakers of all time. It's hideous. I understand the idea of it, of the cage, the total form with the foot, but the Kobe 3 is one of the worst-looking sneakers of all time to me. For the Kobe 4, I got the gold medal. We talked about it when Johnny Gonzalez came to the pod podcast a few weeks ago. Shout-out to Johnny Gonzalez. Uh, look, the Kobe 4 is the one that sort of set it off with the Kobe's. This is when people really started going like, hmm. Like, this Nike-Kobe thing is getting quite interesting. It could have went downhill after that three. The two, from the one, it was like, oh, the one is okay. Then the two was like, mm, all right. Then the three was like, what? The four was like, uh-huh. Partly due to Nike marketing with the ankle-breaking ankle breaking insurance commercials. Fire. Um, but that, to me, was always one of my favorite uh, colorways in the Kobe 4. Uh, this, to me, is the best colorway of the Kobe 4. I may have a different favorite, but that, to me, is the best colorway in the Kobe 4. The gold medal, the USA, the gold toe, fire. For the Kobe 5, this one, to me, is probably more my favorite 
no, this one to me is the best. It may not be my favorite. My personal favorite in the Kobe, Kobe 5 was the Wolf Grays. That was my personal favorite. There was the Joker. There were other things like that, the Chaos or whatnot. But there were, but my personal favorite was Wolf Gray in the Kobe 5. But to me, the best color in the Kobe 5, which is crazy because it came out uh, 2021? 2022 somewhere around there um was the bruce lee alternate i think that is one of the cleanest colorways period um it's stupid fire um i think you know with the bruce lee when the bruce lee one is a legendary colorway for the kobe five it's a legendary colorway and all sneakers uh honesty but when it was like they're gonna come out with the alternate of the bruce the alternate bruce lee um, it was like, huh? But then when it came out, it was like, oh, that joint is kind of dope. It's how it's blocked. The black and white, it just looks really good. They did a really good job with it. Uh, for the Kobe 6, look, the Kobe Grinch is going to be for number 6. But I didn't want to leave it at that. I wanted to pick another colorway as well because the Kobe 6 Grinch is arguably uh, top 3 greatest basketball sneaker of all time. Um, and that means, I'm not going to say like, you know, as far as... uh uh you know, hooping in. I'm just mean like basketball, model, colorway, uh, theme, all of that. It is, a t- it's definitely a top 10 Nike basketball sneaker of all time, but it's arguably top three, top five to me. Um, but that's the easy way to go out. Obviously, the Grinch is going to be the top one for the Kobe 6. But there's another one that was always one of my favorite. And the Kobe 6 had a lot of fire colorways. You had helicopter, you had the 3D one, which was a very, very fire idea. Sort of tacky when you got it and wore it. I had a pair of it, and I I did anything I could to get my hands on it. And I got it, and I put it on. I'm like, ah, it's just not me. Fire, though. You got Dark Knights. You had um, the All-Star. You had Rice. You had the Lower Marians. You had, like, it was so many of the Kobe 6 colorways that were fired. To me, the Kobe 6 colorways made the Kobe 6 better than what it was to me. Uh, but there was one Kobe 6 that I always liked, and that was the China 3D silver. And the silver had, like, a 3D background of white. So a lot of people didn't realize that was a 3D version, but it was the one that I think only released in China, maybe? Yeah, maybe not. I don't remember, but it was fire. The navy bluish, purplish color with a little bit of hint of red and that silverish, whitish 3D fire to me. Um, the Kobe 7, look, uh, the Kobe 7 colorways, I mean, you could argue every single one was fire. But the shoe itself was horrible. Not visually horrible. It was a horrible shoe. It was plastic, like legit plastic. It wasn't like... Yo, this is just bad materials. It feels like plastic. It was actually plastic. I had a pair of the Kobe 7 cloaks. I had a pair of Kobe 7 uh, poison dart frogs. I had a pair of what those. I had a pair of the Christmas leopards. I had a lot of Kobe 7. Um, I wore a 9.5 typically. I went up to a size 10 in them. Still fit too tight. <coughs> I went up to a size 10 and a half in them. It still felt too tight. I said, no. <coughs> I said, I can't do it. I said, I can't do it. 
I, I went from a nine and a half to a 10 or a 10 and a half in the Kobe seven. I can't do it. I can't figure out how to wear this shoe. Now for people who did figure out how to wear it and actually hooped in it, that plastic cracked stupid on top of it. I mean, it was stupid. The colorway that I picked for that, though, I did the what the Kobe. Um, that what the Kobe seven may be, um, may be the greatest what the of all time. It was done perfectly. The best part of the what the Kobe was, it still had the what the elements because a lot of the things that made the Kobe 7, the Kobe 7 was the uh, the visual textures on top. The leopard print, the uh, dart frog print. Like, that's what made the Kobe 7 his identity was the prints and things like that. The best part about this what the is is both shoe, the main part of the shoe. <coughs> oh, man, come on. Allergy season is as out of control, which is crazy because allergy season should be winding down. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. The best part about the Kobe 7, what the was, both shoes are the same color, but different patterns and different colors on the accent pieces in the back. That's what made the what the Kobe so fire. Different color Kobe system logos on the tongue. <coughs> I am, I am, like, I would edit out all my sneezing, but it's way too much for me to edit out. And it's very unprofessional of me to be sneezing like this, but I really have no choice. So I do apologize for that coming through your audio speakers. And I apologize on the video for me constantly turning my head. And it's just gross. Like, it's driving me nuts right now. But the What the Kobe 7, stupid duper fire. You could go cloak. The invisible cloak colorway, fire. <coughs> Come on, Greg. The invisible cloak colorway, what made the invisible cloak colorway fire was we hadn't seen it before. Like, you turn the shoe one way, it's purple. You keep turning it, it's blue, it's green, it's back to purple, it's pink, it's green. Fire. Now, well, a lot of people didn't tell you about that cloak, though. It wore off after a while. After a while, it didn't cloak no more. All right, the cloak was the very first one that I did have. Or was it the dart frog? Whichever one. Me and George had dart frogs and cloaks, or maybe both. I gave dart frogs a try. I didn't wasn't too keen on the colorway of it, but I love the pattern of it, and I love the poison dart frog. Like that's just dope. Like, um, but the cloak one. Oh man, come on! That color change and stop. We was at Nike Scottsdale like this in the window when they released uh, size nine and a half. Please, I was there. Um. Kobe 8. Uh, Kobe 8 is arguably the greatest Kobe of all time, and the Kobe 8 model is a top five basketball sneaker, uh, Nike basketball sneaker of all time to me. And I mean basketball-wise. Maybe not basketball looks, but basketball-wise. Basketball looks, top 10 all time. Um, hooping in, oh, it's a top five. Um... The Kobe 8 Christmas, the 2012 Christmas. This was one of the only shoes that came out with two different Christmas colorways. One was like a, it was looked like a snake skin, but it was sort of like broken glass, like an ornament. It came out 2013, but the original Christmas one was like a stained glass, like a stained glass window, sort of like in a church, and it was the Christmas version. Fire. Everybody who had Kobe 8s had those, needed them. Me and George wore those. I mean, we wore them joints to death. I'm talking, we beat them down. 
fire. Now, the Kobe 8 had a bunch of other fire colorways. You'd be hard-pressed to find a Kobe 8 colorway that sucked. There were some that were less attractive than others, but I would probably say 90% of them were dope. Um, probably 50% of them were absolute fire. Um, but I would say 90% of them are dope. I could only think of maybe like one or two that I thought sucked. I thought the Venice Beach one, I thought that kind of sucked. And then um, there was one more that I remember. I think it was like a turquoise one. I can't remember, but I thought it was kind of sucked. Um, but man, they had some fire colorways in that Kobe. 8. Me and George went crazy on Kobe eight. Uh, Kobe nine. Kobe nine was um, it was a unique model because it uh, it resembled sort of like the six, seven, and eight all in one. Um, to me, which is this is probably the one Kobe out of the colorway out of all of the uh Kobe nines that sold out or flew was the Kobe Moonwalk. It was supposed to be Michael Jackson Moonwalk. It was dark purple with silver, and on the bottom was a clear sole, but it was like the surface of the moon on the bottom. Them joints were stupid fire. I think Andy has a pair, has or had a pair. I don't know. He may still have it, but them joints are stupid fire. That, to me, is the best Kobe 9, period. Um, Kobe 10, <clears throat> I got the Kobe 10 Elite opening night. Um, It's just purple. It's Laker colorway, purple, got the Laker, purple and gold on it. The Kobe 10, it wasn't a bad model. They had some HTM models that were dope that was sort of like a mixture of black and white. Like a, It was a very heavy fly net where it was like a mixture of fly net where it was like um, contrasting outsoles and midsoles of the shoe. You know, one half of the shoe would be black, the other half white. Um, but to me, the opening night one was the best one. It had the darker color toe box of the purple or lighter. The shoe was light purple with yellow, and uh, I just thought it was the best one to me out of that. The Kobe 10 wasn't my favorite. Um, I think I maybe had one Kobe 10 and whatnot, but it was it was fine. Um, it didn't suck. It was fine. Um, and last, the Kobe 11. And The only Kobe 11 I have was the one that I uh, Nike ID'd. So Kobe's last All-Star game. Was Kobe in that All-Star? Yeah, Kobe's last All-Star game. They didn't do a Kobe All-Star. They did a special version of it that you can ID on the website after the game was over. And I think DeRozan was wearing it. Was Kobe? I just can't remember. Or maybe there was a Kobe 11 All-Star. I don't remember. I can't remember. But, I mean, as soon as I could, I did, I did. And I did the exact one. And you got to pick your own symbols and things on the back. Now, what made the – if people wanted to argue that the Kobe 11 is the best Kobe of all time, I'm not going to stop them. The Kobe 11 was, like, all of them mixed in one. Now, my favorite colorway, which is sort of like, dang, it was called the Kobe 11. The, the given name was the eulogy. And it was sort of the wrap up his career, you know, those accomplishments, those greats. That's what a eulogy is. You talk good about a person and, you know, it's obviously unfortunate of his early passing. But, you know, and it's sort of like, dang, that shoe was like the wrap up of his career, the 11, the eulogy and whatnot. But it was a purple version. But what made this shoe, let's talk about the Kobe 11 in general. Every Kobe 11 colorway had a specific symbol on the back of the heel, right? 
Um, there was like skulls. There was like these three lines. Um, sorry, four lines. There was like I think maybe even the Kobe System logo. There were a few shoes had different things and different meanings. On this eulogy model, it had four lines across, which were f- met for four feet of thread to fix his Achilles. Like that's what that those four lines symbolize. And on this eulogy pair, which I think, I think. I'm pretty confident I'm right. I like to be right. This is the only Kobe sneaker. I don't know what's happened with ADs and anything, you know, Kobe ADs and anything afterwards. But between this 1 through 11 that Kobe played in, I think the eulogy Kobe 11 is the only Kobe that has the 8 and the 24 on it. Fire. On the back of the eulogy, it has 8 and 24 on one sneaker. On the other sneaker, Four lines for the fourth four feet of thread to fix his Achilles. Fire. If I could get my hands on a pair of Kobe 11 eulogies with the 8 and the 24 in the back, instant cop. But I can't count on Nike to do something like that and understand how important that is to some people and how um, impactful those type of sneakers and things like that are to the culture. They're not listening to me. They're not listening to you. So... God bless. But that Kobe 11 eulogy says it all. If it says it all about Kobe, it says it all about his career, and it says it all about a great pack of sneakers. Sometimes I'm critical about the Kobe's. I do think that the Kobe 6 Grinch is so great that it makes us think a lot of the other Kobe's are better. But, you know, doing this list right here just took me down memory lane and actually taking a look at every Kobe. Kobe's are fire. Kobe's line is fire, and it's just not deniable, man. It's just such great basketball sneakers, such great, you know, sort of storytelling, and a lot of personal things with Kobe. You know, a lot of his lines had those, like, you know, those killer instinct things. You know, him being the Black Mamba. You had the Poison Dart Frog. You had the Leopard. You had a lot of these things that sort of let you know that Kobe wasn't the one. You know, your last sneaker you played in being called the eulogy, whether you could say, yo, he would eulogize his opponents. You know, he would kill him, and that's the eulogy. Or you could use it as eulogy, wrapping up his career to say nothing but great things about Kobe Bryant and his career. I mean, it. it come on. It, it gets no better than that. But that's my list. So uh, I'm about to get out of here. Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribe, share this podcast. That's Sneak This. Pow, 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 pow.